0: I'm Luka Dončić and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is gonna be huge! 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I will bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that, jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at Mapsmoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at com, and number one in the Harrison Barnes fan club. How are you feeling
1: right now, Isaac Harris? Um, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks all the way around. It's, you know, we've been covering the NBA not too long, a uh, couple years, you know, three or four years now and um covering the team i guess well three or four years um and i mean it's the first like trade that like stings like it's the first trade that you're like this freaking sucks bro like you know and i've said on the spot and you know like barnes is the um one of the you know nerlands was like overplayed like my relationship with nerlands and stuff but getting to know harrison some was uh was a blast. And over the past couple of years, uh, you know, I went to seminary here in Dallas, uh, doing church stuff and, um, you know, I work at a church and stuff now. And that was one of the very first things a couple of years ago when Barnes first came in that we connected over and that Barnes is a huge believer uh, in Christ. And so, yeah, we bonded over that. And it was, uh, you know, a bunch of different conversations and pieces over the past couple of years. And, um, you know, I just did this one on one interview, you know, Q and A type for Mavs.com a few weeks ago and just catching up on life and was just staying after uh outside the locker room talking with his wife Brittany uh a couple weeks ago. I well it was just last week. Um just on life and all that. And um it just sucks. It was some yeah. Yeah. I could go on all, all day about this, but uh it sucks all the way around. I I, I hate to see him go. You just hate the way that it happened. I mean, even we were
0: talking about a ton of Harrison Barnes trades yesterday. And by the way, today we're going to talk all about the Harrison Barnes trade. There was a game uh, after the third quarter. I didn't really pay attention to anything except for Harrison Barnes on the bench. Uh, But we'll explain everything that happened. Uh, Right off the bat, Harrison Barnes was traded to the Sacramento Kings for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. No picks or anything else involved. Um, Zach Randolph has not played a single minute for the Kings this year. And I don't think he'll play a single minute for the Mavs. There's going to be some kind of Zach Randolph, um, you know, Mavs jersey out there that's going to be like a collector's item that someone will have somewhere out there. Um, and Justin Jackson is, is an interesting. He's an interesting piece. Uh, he's a young guy. He was the 15th pick in the 2017 drafts, so just two just two drafts ago. Uh, he's a North Carolina guy as well, so they're getting traded for each other. And uh, yeah, it'll just be be very interesting. But the way that this came out was right in the middle of the third quarter, the Mavs game against the Charlotte Hornets. And if you guys weren't on Twitter or wasn't weren't watching or anything like that, Harrison Barnes was he was not in the game at the time. At the time that the trade was announced, um, I saw a lot of people saying stuff like that. And somebody even someone even said that he was at the free throw line and fans were chanting were chanting uh, "You got traded." Like that, none of that is true. No, <laughs> none, none of that happened. Um but he was he was playing in the game before that. He was playing prior to that. I think he played 24 something 24 minutes or so and um he he didn't play the rest of the way. And he found out on the bench and the Mavericks just sat him um for the rest of the game and you could just see him sitting there and he told man to to speak of the guy that Harrison Barnes is, he totally could have just got up and left, right? He could have just got up, walked out to the locker room and walked out of the building and he didn't do that. Uh, he sat on the bench and he stayed with everybody and I could even see him during timeouts, you know, talking to, to Dorian and he was doing some kind of layup motion. So he could just be, you know, doing his thing, you know, talking to guys about the game and helping them, you know, with whatever he was dealing with at that time. And man, he just want, just a great human being and you hate for it to happen this way. Um, Man, it, it is just—it is really tough to see a you know guy like that. Even though we have talked about it so much, when it finally does happen, and then you see what comes back from it, it's just—it's—it's uh, it's a little difficult because this guy has been the leader. He's been the the face of the Mavericks, and when Luca comes in, every everything, literally everything changes. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, literally the the Mavericks start. I tweeted this out. The Mavericks starting five had logged 410 minutes together. That's still number ten among all five main units in the NBA. That's, that's still tenth in the entire NBA, and now four out of five of those guys are gone, just completely gone.
1: Yeah, you know, and if you asked me three months ago, would Dallas trade Harrison Barnes at the deadline? I would say no. There, there you know, there's no way. And over the past couple of weeks, and really the past like month, uh, that started to change some, just based off some conversations and uh stuff you just hear from people that man they actually might and then once they pulled the trigger on the Porzingis trade and uh, pretty much took him out of the cap uh cap space um race uh the summer um it became more likely uh or more, more possible at that point uh but I still didn't think they would uh just because um, and, and I'll dial in this hill. I, I don't care. I think Harrison Barnes could, could have been a, a third or fourth piece with this team and, uh, playing with Porzingis and Luca. And I think he could have adjusted, uh, back to that golden state role and played, uh, alongside both of those guys pretty nicely. And, uh, you know me, I'll stand for, I'll stand for him and that, and that all day. But, um, yeah, it was super weird how it went down tonight. Um, you know it didn't come out from the from the Mav side. You know they hated all of this because yeah. they have so much respect for who Harrison Barnes is and what he has done in this community. I mean, he has hosted these basketball camps, free basketball camps. Like I just went to one, you know, last year in, in South Dallas and hosting a free basketball camp for, for kids to come and uh, learn different aspects of the game and, you know, not however player does that him and his wife and his wife is so Brittany uh, is active with him with the boys and girls club. Um, you know, I have a, I have a buddy that works for the boys and G- uh, girls club in South Dallas and he was telling me just how much of an impact Harrison and Brittany had made with their organization uh, here in Dallas. And I mean, he, he just recently put in a brand new court for them. He's did so much work with the boys and girls club here in Dallas, him and his wife, both. And, um, I, I know people, and I, I've got it on Twitter. People are shouting and saying, who gives a crap. And it's about what's on the court and stuff. And and cool. Whatever floats your boat. You're on Twitter. You're a fan. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, I get basketball side of that stuff, but, um, it just sucks because there's a when you have a professional athlete and you put somebody on a pedestal like that and for people to look up to and cheer for and pay millions of dollars to Harrison Barnes is the prototypical the definition of what you want a professional athlete to be. He's what and Rick Carlisle even said it after game. He's who you want your kids to be like. And that's the honest truth. Like, that's, I mean, he is the guy that you, if you have little kids and you, and you could pick a guy on the team and say, man, like, this is something I'd like for you to get to know, you know, if you had a chance to get to know or like, be like, and became look up to as a professional athlete, Harrison Barnes is that guy. And, uh, that's why I'm going to be in a summer. Like it, it, it just sucks all the way around. And, and we'll talk about the basketball stuff in just a second, but you can't praise that enough.
0: Yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the basketball stuff, and then there's a couple other things that are coming out about the Harrison Barnes deal, including uh, LeBron James posted on Instagram about this deal. So we will talk about that after this. All right, Isaac. So um, one thing that we we saw right after the game, Cedric Sabalos on Fox Sports Southwest, and we have poked all kinds of fun at Cedric Sabalos. Um, I can't
1: I can't comment on this in a nice way. I'm just being straight with you.
0: We've poked a whole bunch of fun at him, but then he comes out tonight and says and suggests that Harrison Barnes was was traded because of the because a rift was being formed between Harrison Barnes and, and Mark Cuban about his you know c- you know comments about uh, when Mark Cuban made that whole comment about mixtapes and how Americans all they do is learn how to dunk and do mixtapes and how. Slovenians and, and guys overseas actually learn how to play the game. And Harrison Barnes came out against that and said, you know, he didn't believe that at all. And Cedric Chabalos tried to use that as a way to say, this is why, Her- why Harrison Barnes was being traded. That's absolute garbage. I, I, we have seen time and time again how much Mark Cuban is now hands off from these decisions. <laughs> you know, he, he gets the final say, obviously, because he's the owner. Uh, but he's letting Donnie Nelson do this thing. And this is a Donnie Nelson move. This is not a, a Mark Cuban
1: move. Yeah, uh yeah. I have, I have nothing to say about that. The
0: fact that that would even the fact that he would use that to question, you know, Harrison Barnes, it's it's ridiculous to me. It's uh because he's using that to say that that Harrison Barnes had something a- against Mark Cuban or that it was something a you know, it was a how do I put it? It's a black mark on Harrison Barnes, right? Doesn't it make it seem like he's He's trying to say something negative about Harrison Barnes, putting it that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, That's not the reason. And to even bring that up, I just think it's ridiculous. So let's stop talking about it. Um, LeBron James on Instagram. I know you hate LeBron James, but he came out and said this on Instagram about Harrison Barnes. He posted a video on his Instagram of Harrison Barnes on the bench uh, with this just stoic face while he was finding out he, after he found out he had been traded. And this is what LeBron's Instagram says. So let me guess, this is cool, because they had to do what's best for the franchise, right? Traded this man while he was literally playing in the game and had zero idea. I'm not knocking who traded him, because it's a business, and you have to do what you feel is best. But I just want this narrative to start to get real slash change, and not when a player wants to be traded or leaves a franchise, that he's uh, that he's selfish, ungrateful player, or that they trade you, release you, wave you, cut you, etc. It's best for them. I'm okay with both, honestly. Truly am. Just call a spade a spade. Um, yeah, (laughs) I mean, to, to trade a player while he's, you know, it's not as bad as the Isaiah Thomas thing, right? Like, I don't think this is as bad as that. Isaiah Thomas literally gave up, you know, some of it, like probably a ton of money because he played hurt during that, that series for the Celtics and then the Celtics traded him. Um, yeah. And he's obviously,
1: he's obviously making a play at the Anthony Davis stuff and with, You know, New Orleans and him wanting out of New Orleans and people hating on him, you know, stuff for that. I I, I agree with the uh, I agree with player empowerment when it comes to like in contrast to the business side and like GMs and all that stuff. I I get that. Like I, I don't have a problem with Anthony Davis saying he wants to move on. Bro, you played yeah. seven or eight years there, however long. Like, it, yeah, you did your time. Like, I, I get that. Like, you're making millions. Like, and, no,
0: and not even moving on, just saying that, hey, I don't plan on signing here. You guys, if you want an opportunity to get something for me, go ahead, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, and yeah, of course. Like, he, he's given them the Carmelo route of saying, hey, let, let's, you can get something for me. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind. Uh, I, yeah, I I don't get the people that look at Anthony Davis and say, "Oh my gosh, you're not loyal to the bullcrap." He was loyal. Y'all just didn't, y'all just failed yeah. to build a team around him. And uh, there was but,
0: there was no Anthony Davis stuff even last year, right? There was there's not even a question like, "Hey, this could happen next year." It was just he was just there and he was playing and he was trying. And now this year, all this stuff comes out because he's going to be a free agent in a year and a half.
1: Yeah. And, and, and going back to the Barnes thing, um, that we'll talk about for this as pod, but it is, um, for the Mavericks, you know, that we, yeah, on yesterday's podcast, it was about Harrison Barnes shit because that has been in, uh, rumors and podcasts on national media and all that stuff. And we talked about three different routes the Mavericks could take. They could look at a Harrison Barnes and look for somebody that they think is a better fit on a longer-term contract, like a big contract for big contract swap. They could go for like a kind of like a salary dump with like a young flyer, or they could go a straight salary dump. And um, when the Kings thing came out, you wondered. <laughs> there was an article on ESPN Plus that got some Mavs fans going today on Twitter. And it was like uh, trades that you uh, ESP somebody on on uh, wrote it on ESPN like trades. They want to see. And they talked about this big package from the Kings of like Willie yeah. Cauley Stein, a first rounder and like all this stuff for Harrison March straight up. <clears throat> so it got a lot of Mavs fans. Uh, kind of like, oh my gosh, if that trade does happen, blah blah blah, and then it comes out, it's it's just Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson, and like you alluded to, they're probably gonna buy Zach Randolph out. I'll be very surprised if he plays a single minute in a Mavericks jersey. And if he
0: does, if it's not
1: with Dirk Nowitzki, then we've we've been given great disservice from the Mavericks. <laughs> um, but this was purely about cap space. I mean, don't, that, this is all what it was about. Now, at some point towards the end of this pod, I want to talk about Justin Jackson just for a little bit because, you know, I'm a big Justin Jackson guy. He won us a title yeah, yeah, at yeah. Carolina, and I love it. We um, can talk
0: about Justin Jackson right now.
1: Okay. Hey, Justin Jackson's 6'8". Um, he's just 23 years old. He won a championship at North Carolina as the best player. <clears throat> I love Justin Jackson. Um, he He's kind con- He's <sighs> He has a he has a mid-range floater that he used a lot at Chapel Hill. Uh, he started like forty games last year for Sacramento. Uh, he's been coming off the bench for them. He's only shooting thirty four percent right now, but uh, I do like him as a player. It's this isn't a <clears throat> this isn't a straight salary dump like a Shumpert and Randolph, you know, for, or like Randolph and Kufos uh, for for Harrison Barnes. It's not that at least, okay? Or like that Marquise Chris Brandon Knight deal. Oh God, again? Yeah, yeah. It's not that. You you do get Justin Jackson, who was the fifteenth pick in the draft just last year and um yeah i mean I, I i love justin jackson i think you know bring him in and let him get some wing minutes with dodo and and tim hardaway you could play him at the three uh he's probably best suited at the three you could move i mean he's six eight um but the 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 cool thing about him is he's six eight but he could really play the two guard if you really wanted him to at some points too yeah. he he moves really well for a guy at six eight so um I think he'll surprise some people uh, that he'll be a little bit better than what you know. It, it's not a straight salary dump, like I said, because obviously Zach Randolph gets bought out. Then uh, it's just Justin Jackson that you got um, yeah. right now showing for it. Um, but <sighs> He also six eleven wingspan,
0: and uh, which is yeah. which is nice. And then you have a. Uh, I have a friend named Vince Miracle who covers the the Kings, and he watches all the games. And I asked him about um i was like hey give me one thing about justin jackson i'll probably have him on the podcast in the you know in the coming weeks but he said his confidence is growing that has helped his shot tremendously playing next to a guy like luca can find him cuts and catch and shoot threes is just what he needs the Kings started to figure out how to use him in their system and that was as a cutter or a catch and shoot small forward will he jump off the page that you know but he doesn't hurt you while well. he's on the court uh I talked about defensively uh he has some some pretty good upside and he's he, uh, he really liked him, and he started to become kind of a fan favorite over in Sacramento. He just started to to find his role. Uh, they had a lot of change over in, in Sacramento. There were a lot of different things that they tried to do. They went from this really slow-paced system last year where they were literally starting Zach Randolph to now the super-fast pace that they're running now. And so trying, hey, I'm- to, trying to figure out where Justin Jackson fit into that was probably a little more difficult. And so bringing him over to Dallas would be interesting to see where he fits too
1: and and i'm super i'm super excited for sacramento if we're gonna look at the positives about this yeah I, uh they're the leader in the clubhouse now for that ace for that a spot and uh we had prep to do this podcast to talk about the tobias harris trade and how dallas yeah. you know all this stuff or stuff so you know that takes the clippers out of the eight spots then you're looking at the lakers uh the kings the timberwolves and mavericks for that a spot and Matt Harrison Barnes swapping from one of those teams to, uh, to the Kings. And uh, I think that they're the leader in the clubhouse unless the Lakers make the AD trade. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for that there's a difference when you have somebody like Vince Carter on your team that doesn't play a ton for them. That is a a great veteran role model. Harrison Martin is going to step in there. Those young guys are going to love Harrison. Uh, He's not only going to be a leader and a role model for them, but he's going to be one of their um, main guys. And man, he's going to, he should have fun with De'Aaron Fox and uh, Buddy Hield and fit nicely alongside right at the three uh, with Bill Itza and Willie Cauley Stein with Boggy still off the bench and all the yeah um they're going to be fun and they'll be fun to watch and they I'm pretty sure they come to Dallas at the end of March so uh,
0: yeah yeah I think yeah. March 26th, and then they play again um, they play again against Dallas at some point this year
1: Harrison and uh so you know Yogi's gonna be greeting him with open arms uh Harrison and yeah yeah how about that (laughs) (laughs) with the Kings but uh yeah it's it still sucks all over but let's look at this over the next uh, over the next um 12 hours Dallas isn't done in my opinion um right now they um, I think the direct uh, quote from it from Bobby Marks was, "They're the leader in the clubhouse with thirteen million dollars in cap space." Dallas for is. this season. For, for, the, this, for this, season, this season, right now. So
0: now the Mavericks have the, the smallest payroll in the NBA right now.
1: They have um, talking about a team with flexibility and a ton of options, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. They have a trade exception that's r- right at like what thirteen million that, that they can absorb a contract into. They have 13 million in just blank cap space that they could take money into. They have, they still have, and this is something to think about too. A lot of people right now are talking about Dwight Powell. If they could shed Dwight Powell's contract and create even more cap space uh, going into the summer, well, something we're not even mentioning that didn't even play tonight is what if they shed Courtney Lee? And, yeah, which yeah. is the they, same. They ta- can
0: trade. They can trade the th- you know three of the guys that. Um, came back in that deal. They just have to trade them either together or separately. You can't package them with another player.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> with them basically trading, um, you know, dumping Harrison Barnes to Sacramento and you know getting uh, the rookie contract of Justin Jackson, you're right around that thirty million dollar mark uh, heading in the free agency, and that that's wide open. We talked about on the pod to where if you know a lot of people are asking right now, who are they going to get in free agency? I'm telling you right now, I I think it's Goron Dragic, and that's I'm not even saying any other name at this point. I think it's Dragic, and then you're then everybody else, so um. Their flexibility of what they can do over the next 12 hours is very, very interesting. Not even 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, it's around 12 hours at this point that we're recording. Uh, it, it's going to get intriguing because they can absorb a contract. They could take a an expiring contract on. Will they get some other assets? Um, could, if, could they dump Courtney Lee? Why didn't Courtney Lee play tonight? Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, Courtney Lee, Trey Dwight Burke
0: got in the game. Tim Hardaway Jr. played a bunch.
1: Yeah. So Dwight Powell, Courtney Lee, Dwight Powell's, uh, you know, he has a player option next year for around 10 million. Courtney Lee's do around 12. So if they could somehow shed one of those two guys over the next 12 hours uh, before the trade deadline, then. Um, they're even bigger players in free agency, and not only that, they're heading into free agency with Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, and after that Porzingis trade <coughs> happened, after that press conference, you know, I was telling Nick, I was talking to somebody um, very connected with the Mavericks, and um, very. That, that very, very, very <laughs> connected with the Mavericks, uh, and, uh, upper up. No, it and, was not
0: Mavs man. It was not Mavs man. <laughs> man.
1: No, saying that. People want to come play with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. And this trade with Harrison Barnes going to Sacramento proves that every bit. Because (laughs) they're saying, hey, we have two young superstars. Guys want to come play with these guys, and we're going to give them the opportunity. It's a new time uh, in Dallas with these two guys, and people are going to want to play with them. So... They're opening up their books for any of that possibility. Now, do I still think? Do I think they're going to get a KD or something like that? No, I don't. But they are giving—they're leaving the, a possibility if something goes wrong in some, one of these situations, that they're going to try to go bidding with some of these big markets like New York and LA and stuff, and saying, "Hey, <clears throat> the Knicks might have money, the Nets might have money, the Clippers might have money, but you know what? They don't have." money and Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. They don't have a young duo like we have. And that's what they can go pitch in, you know, to some free agents and stuff like that. So Yeah, I mean it, it it's it's wild, but I don't think Dallas is done. So yeah, watch, watch Dallas over the next 12 hours. They they could make another move or two and uh we'll see.
0: Yeah, so the Mavericks have about $30 million in cap space right now this summer. And uh, that's a ton.: a, a max deal for a player that has been in the league for less than seven years, which is the, the first tier max. There's three different tiers of, of max contracts. So when we talk about these free agents that are going to be coming up this summer, that's, that's kind of a big deal. So you have the, the, you know, the one to six year guys, which there's not a ton of those guys because a lot of them are still you know around rookie deals or have signed their, their massive. Uh, Extension. Then there's the seven and nine year guys. That's, that's, um, oh, the first year guys are 25% of the cap. Second year guys are, are seven and nine years in the league. They are 30% of the cap. And then your 10 plus year guys, this is your massive, you know, your big veteran guys, your LeBrons and guys like that. What the crazy deal that Al Horford got and the other, the other year everyone was looking saying, what the heck? Well, he makes 35% of the cap. So, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, the Mavericks could get a seven to nine year veteran spot. If they do the things that Isaac said in dumping Courtney Lee and Dwight Powell, if they don't, then they only have room for a, a one to six year, you know, veteran spot. There's other ways they can do that this summer. They can do that over, you know, during the draft, they can do that. There's other times when they can make this available, but if they want to try to do it and, and lay all the groundwork <laughs> for this summer, you know, during this year for the rest of this time, then yeah, maybe another move comes up. Um, so let's just assume that they they do get, you know, that cap space open and all these free agents are open. We did a way too early look at the free agents. Man, what two months ago, three months ago?
1: We yeah, did... and, and you said you said while ago you said, um, Courtney Lee and Dwight Powell. I'm just saying if if one of them, if they shed one of them over the right, next twelve or. hours, yes, and or yeah, 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 and or. Because because at that point, if they shed one of them over the next few hours, this is the money you're looking at going into the summer. You have Tim Hardaway right at you know at like the 19 million dollar mark. Then you have Luca at like 7.6. You have Justin Jackson at (laughs) 3.2. I mean, you're looking at a cap hold of Porzingis at you know at a big cap hold at 17 you know, whatever one of Zach Rand, Uh, I mean, Zach Rand, Dwight Power, Courtney Lee, you know, let's say 10, 12, somewhere through there. Outside of that, then you're, then you're holding the cap holds of, of Finney Smith and, and Maxie. I mean, you still got Brunson at 1.4, but I mean, you really, you really clear the decks. You're really heading into the summer with Brunson and Luca and Tim Hardaway and Porzingis, Justin Jackson, um, but I mean, the, the opportunities are, are really endless at that point, not only um, in free agency, but if they, I mean, you see, if they go out in free agency and they don't get anybody, they can still j- then canvas the league and say, well, well, let's look at some big contracts across the league that maybe a team wants to shed for cap space moving forward or whatever it is. It's,
0: that's another great point is that the Mavericks can, it's not just about the free agents this summer. Now we'll talk about those guys. Uh, but it's also about the uh, being able to take on contracts like that, and it doesn't seem like a ton of teams are are one able to do that, and two, uh, you know, are willing to do that, willing to take on some bad maybe some bad contracts to get a good asset or something like that. It's, it's something that we talked about all you know going up into this past offseason. The Mavericks had a ton of cap space, and we were saying, hey, they could do this, or they could you know that whole. You guys, you guys remember the whole Chandler Parsons plus the number four pick, you know all that, all that kind of talk. Well, okay. the Mavs have the opportunity to to do a trade similar to that. Uh, that trade was ridiculous. The Grizzlies were never going to do that, but. Um, things like that could happen now Harrison Barnes' face is literally all over my tweet deck right now
1: yeah and it's gonna be and I god bless man I hated every bit of that moment I hated there in the fourth he he knew like the moment he didn't come back into the game he he knew Uh, I just hated the cameras keeping on showing him I hated the look on his face because they uh, on
0: the on the Fox Sports Southwest they didn't show him that much
1: yeah well they had that extended look there towards the end and he was just kind of looking, you know, looking off and stuff. And the, the part about it, not also, on a Anthony, pure, Anthony Davis, just liked that LeBron James Instagram post. Of course he did. Um, the, the part about it on the basketball side is you couldn't have gotten more like Otto Porter just went to Chicago, which was one of the weirdest moves I've seen in a, in a bit. Very um, weird. and just <laughs> super odd uh Autoport just went to chicago it was pretty well known that sacramento was interested in getting a, a three a slash four they're looking at Autoporter, porter harrison mars some of these guys so as soon as Autoporter porter went off the board you're like oh man like this this harrison sacramento thing could be could be real and at that point i'm like okay if they do trade harrison they're gonna get something um and like we said we, i like justin jackson but you know, a lot of people were were joking around over the past week or so. Not joking, but wishfully thinking, oh, Bogdanovich. Like, we, we're going to get – please. Yeah, that was my <laughs> pipe dream. That was our <laughs> pipe dream, I think. And then – so way. then it moved – you know, then it was like, okay, well, if they don't get Bogdanovich and they do, you know, proceed with this type of route of trade, uh, would it be Harry Giles? Would it be a first-round pick? Would it be a couple second-round picks? Would it be, you know, like – uh, anybody else? Would would Willie colley Stein be in the deal? Being a restricted free agent? You don't know if they're gonna pay him or not. Would any of these type of other pieces be in the deal? And uh they weren't at all. <laughs> um that even a right draft pick. I know that's why I said even a first round pick or uh uh like, a, like two seconds or something like that, you know, none of it and would Dallas pull on the trade on something like that. That shows that they are very, very confident that they're going to get somebody this summer. Would would you say that's true? I mean,
0: or just that they're confident in their ability to make something happen with that space this summer? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, it's
0: yeah. not get somebody, but do something like we mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, like that is um, basically dumping Harrison Barnes for a flyer and Justin Jackson that that shows that Dallas is pretty confident in something that they could pull off this summer. And um,
0: <laughs> Bobby Marks just tweeted, if Dallas constructs the Harrison Barnes trade by using the Wes Matthews exception, Dallas would create a $21.3 million trade exception. The trade exception would be the largest in NBA history. <laughs> the next biggest was 17.8, which was created when Orlando sent Dwight Howard to the Lakers.
1: <laughs> wow. I don't even know what you do with that trade exception. You call up the Clippers and say, give us two first round picks for Gallinari.
0: Oh, they got the picks. Now they got the picks.
1: Say Clippers, how confident are you in these, uh, <laughs> in these, Man, free they agents?
0: could do some, they could get some stuff. They could get two guys this summer and Anthony Davis next summer.
1: <laughs> that's wow. why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying that, this deal tonight. The possibilities are endless right now. Of what Dallas could do before two o'clock, or you know, or three o'clock on on Thursday, um, with contracts they could look to move. They they even got have guys like Trey Burke and some. You know what's going to happen with Salah? Like the Mavericks still not haven't officially announced this trade yet. Um, so we'll see when they officially announce that. I, we're assuming that there will be a buyout for Zach Randolph, but will they have to waive somebody before that buyout buyout takes place? It'll probably be Sala at that point. Um, yeah, there's
0: and, a report by um, by Michael Mulford of, of Dallas Sports Fanatic that uh, that Sala didn't come back after halftime or left during halftime or something like that, and I didn't see him on the
1: bench. You getting um, a hot dog? <laughs> i was just kidding. That's as far as my jokes can go. Tonight.
0: He's built the same. He's built the same as a guy that loves used to love hot dogs. So. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if, you know, if that's true or not, but, uh, that was something that was reported and, uh, man, there's just so much stuff. There's so many other trades. Let's take a, let's take another, let's take our last break and then we'll come back. We'll talk more about these trades, talk about the free agents this summer and just there's so much going on right now. All right, Isaac. Um, so yeah, a lot of people, were, I wanted to say this too. A lot of people were saying, how can the Mavericks do this? This is so cold, blah, blah, blah. The Mavericks probably didn't decide when this was going to happen
1: right like no i mean this is something they've been talking about for a bit probably and it's once again Dallas they 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 probably hate that this happened like they hate that this came out when it did yes. um you know they want this to happen late tonight or you know whatever it is but
0: and we've seen how fast these things can go together the Porzingis trade happened so fast remember it was just oh they're talking about this deal and all of a sudden boom the deal is done and so if they knew that this was going to happen to before the game, you'd think that they would at least sit Barnes before the game. This literally could have happened. L- Vlade could have literally, literally called. He's watching his team get destroyed by the rockets and are like, Hey, we need a big wing. And like, Hey, what about that deal we had with, you know, the Mavericks? And then he makes it happen right away.
1: Yeah. And you have to ask yourself too. And this is a question I've gotten on Twitter a little bit tonight. What is, you know, what does this do for the playoff push? And, uh, I want to hold off on that until after the deadline passes until we because... see how Zebo looks in his new Mavs Jersey. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you just want to see, you know, you want to see you know, to make sure Dallas doesn't, doesn't swing for somebody like, what if they do swing for a Calinari and, uh, you know, like, Oh, well, okay. They might not tank with something like that, but what will this team look like? After 3 o'clock on Thursday, now that Harrison Barnes is out, you know, gone, and you're placing Justin Jackson, what so does that do? already. Yeah, what does that do for the playoff push? It definitely hurts it for sure. Whether that means that they uh, go rock bottom or not, I don't think. I just don't see them hitting rock bottom because that would mean they would have to um, just shut down Luka, and I just can't see them selling that. Um, but, no, I mean, does it definitely... By them trading Harrison Barnes for Justin Jackson as a basketball fit right now, it definitely it hands down puts them behind Sacramento and the Lakers. Is that, am I, is that correct? Well, the yeah, Lakers they they were already
0: it. there in my mind behind both of them, and now yeah, a little more. But well, let's well, let's be real too. Harrison Barnes was not going to be a, a good fit, um, or Harrison Barnes was not going to be the long term solution next to Luca and Porzingis.
1: And, See, and, no, well, I, I just we had, pushed back talked, on that. We some. had talked
0: all about how how frustrating Harrison Barnes' game had been these last couple of months, and so getting off of his contract, I think, was 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 a positive thing. Maybe not positive basketball wise all around, but I don't know. He he had been, I don't know.
1: I just I I pushed back on that because it's what we've asked Harrison to be P- fans have seen this version of Harrison of what Dallas has groomed him into these past two years as being a main primary ball handler score type of guy that that was not Harrison Barnes in Golden State that was not who he was alongside those guys That's why I'm saying I I think if they did hold on to Harrison Barnes, if they did um, even work out a a cheaper type of extension for him going forward, that I do think he could have been a third or fourth piece alongside Luka and Porzingis. Not in the exact role that he's trying to play the past two years or even like the first half of this season as a, hey, we're going to throw you the ball and go try to score a basket and drive and, and all this stuff. Not that role, but as the 3 and D wing, and if you could convince him to go back to that Golden State role, which I think you can because he's a very coachable guy and he he's already why, been there. Then that.
0: why didn't he do it any time this
1: year? Because that any, wasn't his role. Who else year. was going to score? Luka Doncic and Dennis. But Well, besides, you really just brought up freaking Dennis Smith that as a scorer.
0: That's what remember, he could oh, do. They're, remember, they're,
1: remember the people who said Dennis was going to lead this team in scoring?
0: Yeah, one of them works for the team.
1: I know, but I'm saying like that Harrison Barnes is a better scorer than Dennis Smith Jr. So like Harrison, yes, yes ha- Harrison took on that mantle. He had to be a scoring person for them. And Rick Carla constantly referred to him saying, "Luke and Harrison are our guys. That those are our score. Like those are guys we got to get the ball to to score."
0: Yes, definitely, but but Harris but Dennis was the guy that was being groomed to be that next that next scoring guy and needed to be that next scoring guy if this team was going to become the best it could be. Now it's obviously all different. Everything has literally changed since, since we've had those conversations. But why, why didn't we see Harrison Barnes go back to that kind of a, a player?
1: Because I don't think you can expect Harrison to go back to that player for Dennis Smith jr. Like ask asked him to go back, back to that player for Christophs Porzingis. That's a little different. That's an all-star that's a potential superstar. But Dennis, like Dennis had his own struggles fitting alongside Luca Borzingis ain't going to have those type of struggles when he when he starts back with Luka. So asking him, Harrison Barnes would know his spot then. So it'd be different if Harrison Barnes was Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews playing out, being what Harrison Barnes is now, was so obvious and was so painful because that's just not who, who Wesley Matthews is. They groomed Harrison to be that over the past two years. So now it's like, I just don't think, you can't convince me that if they kept Harrison and they asked him to go back to the Golden State uh, role you can't convince me that he wouldn't do that that's my thing cuz he's been there before and i don't i i think with Porzingis and Luka he would go back to that
0: breaking news about a, Seriously? Former, about a former maverick lamar odom is set to join the big 3 league this year oh really that's
1: going to be like real stuff get out of here
0: Yes, I think if, if there was a, a better second star, I think he could. But we've still seen, we've still seen things from Harrison. The the draw, I mean, the Bird Box Barnes nickname is still there.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, in that role, it's not his best role, and he was not good in that role. It's kind of like Dwight Powell when they were asking him to shoot threes and stuff. Like, hey, ask Dwight Powell to just roll to the rim and catch oops and stuff. Then he was great at that. Ask Harrison Barnes to go back to the Golden State role, and I think he'd be great at that. Does that make sense? Definitely, I I get that. It's just a matter of whether you you think Rick
0: Carlisle didn't even ask him to do that.
1: Absolutely not at all, because there because we didn't have that second option. Dennis was wasn't that, and Porzingis just got here. So I think if he was okay, here's the thing: if he was doing exactly what he's been doing over the past few weeks next year with Porzingis and Luca on the team then it would make completely sense. And you're like, okay, you can't go back to that role. You've got, you're have you kind of stuck in. Uh, you just can't convince me. Obviously, we're playing hypotheticals at this point because he's on his way to Sacramento. He's gone. <laughs> well, um, the trade's not official yet. That's true. It's, it's true. It's not official yet. Okay, but,
0: real real, actual news. Um, we know now who got Harrison Barnes' warm-up after the game. Who got it? Ooh-wee! It was our very own Mr. Chris Arnold. He just tweeted when the Mavs game ended Harrison Barnes ran off the court, gave me a big hug at the tunnel, handed me his warm up, then took off his jersey, threw it into the throat at a cheering Mavs fan, waved goodbye. What a classy, classy dude.
1: I did see him walk into the locker room without a shirt on, without his jersey on, and that's just not who Harrison is. Um, but um
0: yeah, and You know what I'm, Harrison Barnes is though? He's Jack
1: he is, yeah. He takes his body and stuff you know, super serious. Um, but I am I am curious of what, how Harrison's going to approach this with the media and stuff going forward. And, you know, he had a... <clears throat> for the most part, he had a, a good relationship with, with the front office and stuff. So I wonder if it will come out that this was very open with him, that it was very open on the table, that this was a possibility, or if this was a complete blindside. If you yeah. go back... <clears throat> Okay. Does this change anything how you view my Q and A with him on Mavs.com a few weeks ago, oh, whenever yeah. he kept on dropping when I asked for his approach to free agency, and he said that it's that's up to Donnie Nelson. That's a that's we haven't a had that conversation yet. We haven't had that conversation yet. Um, yeah,
0: it's very interesting. It's very very interesting.
1: It's um, a super it's a super weird day. For the Mavericks right now because they won tonight. (laughs) And like we were talking about a while ago, at the playoffs, there was a game. We haven't even talked
0: about it. (laughs) Tim Hardaway Jr.
1: debuted.
0: Dre Burke debuted. We haven't even talked about it.
1: And we'll have time to talk about this stuff. And Luka had another triple double. Uh, They won, obviously. So now (laughs) they're still four games back from the Clippers in the A spot. Um, But, you know, they're what, 25 and 28. Is that right?
0: I believe so. Uh, Yeah, 25 and 28.
1: So um, now their next you know course of games is pretty difficult when you look at the Bucks. Uh, they're they're bla- in the 11th
0: but... spot right now though because they have the tiebreaker with Minnesota.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean they have the Bucks, Blazers, and Rockets coming up, and that'll be a tough, a tough slate for them. But uh, you know, for... we
0: don't even know who's playing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. We we want to hold off on any playoff push stuff until after the trade deadline, and we'll have a pod. All about the trade deadline stuff and recap and all that stuff, guys. We do pods every day. We do do pods. We every do single pods night. every day. Yay! yay. Every day I'm hustling.
0: We do pods. We do pods. All right, let's talk about the the free agents. This is the these are the free agents this summer. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, Chris Middleton, Kyrie Irving, Campbell Walker, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. That's the top tier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've already gone through all these, but we're going through them again because now it's a little more relevant.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just if like Charlotte, I mean, if Charlotte doesn't max out Kimbo, which I think they will. Um, the other guys, I just think that like, I don't think Clay's leaving Golden State because Durant's going to be a Nick. So like, and Jimmy, they'll probably pay for and, ooh, Jimmy. Don't Jimmy
0: don't Butler is him. not a Mavericks player.
1: <laughs> uh, no. Ooh. So, uh, in Kyrie's,
0: Kyrie's not a fit. Kemba's not a fit. Middleton would be amazing, but
1: Middleton would be great. But it's just Milwaukee's just gonna pay him. So I mean, that's just simple with that.
0: Milwaukee did end up on Anthony Davis's list, so something yeah could hap- something could happen there.
1: Yeah, if that's why Chris Middleton.
0: Would... If Chris Middleton ends up in you know in New Orleans, then
1: I would love for uh That'd AD, be Ad to go to Milwaukee.
0: That would be awesome. That would be fun to watch. I would love to see that, Giannis and Anthony Davis. Heck yeah, would. That would just be so weird. The next tier for me, I think, is uh, Eric Bledsoe, Tobias Harris, who just got traded. We haven't even talked about that. Al Horford has a player option. Paul Millsap in Denver has a team option. Uh, Goran Dragic has a player option in Miami. And that's probably my next tier of those guys.
1: Hey guys, have we told you the past two days that Goran Dragic is going to be a Maverick next? <laughs> year? No, I mean that <laughs> that that's his who that's the route we think they're going to go the DeAndre Jordan route of saying, um, hey, you have a player option for nineteen do Won't you opt out of that and then we'll sign you for one year, nineteen million, basically for what that last year is going to be anyway. Does Assembly. uh
0: does Dragic does he play help defense?
1: Gosh, I don't know.
0: If he doesn't, then maybe we'll pass. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again um that one Tobias prepare, is kind of interesting f- you think you think Philadelphia will definitely pay him but that that's yes. a ton of money i mean that's 120 million dollars for all those sixers guys so them paying Tobias Harris i don't know maybe this is like a one and done kind of thing for them who knows it's going to
1: that happen. that is not a one and done they're going to pay him they're going to max out that will let jimmy butler walk before they they traded so much for him they traded those for, they that did. miami pick is the, huge the like,
0: difference between the the Harrison Barnes trade and auto border trade and the Tobias Harris trade was insane to me. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, it... cause Tobias Harris is not okay. He's not that much better than great. Okay, he's, he's underrated. He though. literally, they literally got two first round picks for Tobias Harris and the, the players that they got for Tobias Harris were kind of the same that the Mavericks got for, for Harrison Barnes. Right. They got an in- an interesting young guy in Shamit. They got some expiring guys. Kind of same thing, but the the Clippers also got two first round picks. Is Tobias yeah. Harris two first round picks better than Harrison Barnes? I don't think so. Uh, I think he's one first round pick better than him.
1: Yeah, Tobias is pretty good too. Yeah. What? Speaking of Philly, would uh, would Philly entertain a Courtney Lee for Fultz? Oh, I hope so. Please. Dwight Powell for Fultz? We like. We want. We want Fultz now. Yeah, we would swing for faults. We would both swing for faults. Heck, why not? At this
0: why point? not? Just go for it. Go for broke. <laughs> um, anybody else in that next? Uh, Bledsoe is a guy that's kind of interesting to me in that next year.
1: I swear I saw something, and and I hate throwing stuff out like this because people throw grab stuff. Uh, I swear I read something a while back that Dallas inquired about Bledsoe a few weeks ago, um, but I could have been wrong. Was, I think it was Sporting News or something. Um, I was just reading and stuff about that. But, yeah, I mean, he, he'll be intriguing because they're not going to be able to pay everybody. And <clears throat> and this is where it's going to get interesting, too. If Dallas goes into it, into the summer with all this cap space and they don't get somebody big for the cap space, will they go after a restricted guy with a crazy contract that they just want max? Will they go and get Malcolm Brogdon and say, we'll pay a, ton, a crap ton of money and just dare Milwaukee to match this?
0: The uh, from what I'm seeing, the Mavericks were interested in Eric Bledsoe last year when he was a son.
1: Ooh, that's not what I read. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I don't think any, anybody else in that second tier that I can think of. Horford, not really interested in. Yeah, no. I mean, he'd be fun next to Porzingis, but I think the question they got to figure out is: do you, do you want to spend on somebody big or do you want to spend on Maxi? And I would rather go the wing guard route and and, and and pay Maxi, and because I, I'm just I'm super intrigued with a Maxi Porzingis front line. Yeah, and I know especially if they get Dragic, I know that the white jokes are going to come out and be like Dragic, Luca, Maxi, Porzingis. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, Broke off. Just gonna oh my gosh the future um <clears throat> jj's back um but so but anyway i i, I really they got to prioritize keeping maxi and dorian and I, I like that front court but you know do you throw money at Boogie like the, um do you Oof. if he's like fully healthy do you it's those that, type of like fringe guys that could get money the mavericks also have to re-sign
0: for this summer, if they're going to do the, the big deal for him. So yeah, yeah. Unless that's he takes the happen. qualifying offer. So if you're telling me they give max deals to both, Chris no, 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 oh, and DeMarcus no. cousins. No, that,
1: that's not going to be a max. Ooh. And I, yeah,
0: it'd be a max, but maybe for like three years, two or three years.
1: But here's the thing. Do you go, if you go another big man route, do you go, do you keep your like system basically? <laughs> and do you go for like a rim running center? Uh, that would fit, you know, next to Porzingis and allow Porzingis to be this four that Carlisle loves. You know, the the Dirk do you go the the like two thousand eleven championship type of route and you look for somebody like a Tyson and then you have Porzingis in that Dirk four man oh, type of role? Are Ball. we
0: doing this again? Or <laughs> try to or, re- try to replace former Mavericks with new guys. Hey,
1: they asked for they asked for that when they said Dirk and Nash. So um But oh my gosh. or do you or do you move Porzingis to the 5 which would probably be a more natural thing and then roll out. I mean, you got shooters that are ever positioned at that point and which would be absolutely insane.
0: The next tier is guys like Ricky Rubio, Marcus Saul, Julius Randle, Miritich, Terry Rozier, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, JJ Redick, I guess. It's kind of your next tier. Brogdon is a guy, it's definitely interesting to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love Malcolm Brogdon on this team. Uh, do you think Dallas would try to get Miritich or Randall over the next 12 hours? They could, tr-
0: I guess they could try.
1: They have the cap and the trade exception. With I just the don't exceptions. know what else they do. Yeah,
0: I don't know what else they would try to give to him.
1: If they were on a, well, no. Yeah, they they just, Dallas is the team that a lot of these other trades and a lot of these other people are going to be calling to try to come in as the third team. And yeah, that's have where that space I, I now. yeah. I hope that they can come in as a third team and use this cap space or trade exception to get an asset, to get a draft pick by taking on an expiring contract um, that a team is trying is bringing in more money and they have to send out an expiring to somewhere. So they call up Dallas and say, "Hey, we'll give you two seconds if you take on, you know, an Alec Burks type or something like that." That's what I hope Dallas uses this space for over the next 12 hours. Definitely.
0: All right, anything else you want to say about this trade? We'll have more pods. We'll obviously have a pod tomorrow. We'll keep going um, through the trade deadline. We'll probably do a pod right after the trade deadline tomorrow. So um, anything else you want to say today?
1: Uh, Just appreciate who Harrison Barnes is as a guy. I I know he received a lot of criticism as a player, but um, when when Durant picked Golden State, And Dallas had the chance to sign Harrison Barnes and they picked Harrison Barnes over Chandler Parsons. Um, That was a big move for the franchise. And Harrison came in and played was the centerpiece of this franchise for two very down years, (laughs) Um, years that sucked as a franchise and losing a lot of bad games and fans kept on coming out. And Harrison, you know, was the leader through that. He was a heck of a guy. And Now he's being shipped out and just appreciate guys like that. Guys that come into the city and he was doing community work before he even like put on the Jersey for the first time. And not all players do that. Not all players. There are required team events that players have to go partake in, all that stuff. Harrison goes above and beyond. And he's just one of those guys that every team would love to have. And, um, Whatever you think about him as a basketball player, uh, appreciate him as a person for his time as the Mavericks. And, um, yeah, and always cheer for him and root for guys like that who uh, gave the heart not only for the name across their chest but for the city that they played in. Definitely,
0: definitely. All right, there you go. That's the Harrison Barnes trade. We'll have a lot more stuff going forward. Um, It's all very interesting. The the direction of the Mavericks has definitely changed. (laughs) And we'll be here every single day on Locked On Maps to talk about it. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.